I truly believe it's possible for people who are quite nuts to function on this planet and hold down responsible positions in the field of endeavor and work. They'll often be cheerful chappies, capable, but quite batty. For the most part, they're just cheerful dickheads. Hello, and welcome to episode 314. It's Madden Manipod time. Alright, our big old book out. Get that opened up to the last page we were on. That was a little quote by Carl Wiggins from Wrong Planet. Searching for your tribe. All right. Let's get back to the old information we were learning about Madman in this volume of the three-volume run of Trade Paperbacks. That got you started on Madman. Looks like we got enough to keep us busy through today. Get my page marker out of the way. I'm hoping my cat's finally going to stop annoying me. I've been trying to start this pod for over an hour now. And he just decided to wake up as I came downstairs and (laughs) climb on me and annoy me and bug me and meow away until I went upstairs then and let him out to play and now it came back in. Now he's already nagging me again. It's like, I don't know. It's a male cat. He's fixed. But I would swear he is one needy little shit. You'd think he would have all kinds of issues going on. But, all right. Open your books. We're on page 130. If you don't have your books yet, it's your fault. <laughs> Get your butt out there. Get your Mad Banniverse library. Uh, you probably really don't understand why I'm doing certain voices that I'm doing. If you aren't seeing the pictures, it's like uh, Dr. Well, is it Biofard that lost his head? Or is it Dr. Flem? I think it's Dr. Flem that lost his head and Dr. Biofard that got froze. That's why Dr. Biofard has more of a icy voice, frozen voice, stutter. And Flem's got the more raspy, had his head, neck cut off, cut open. And then his one assistant has the more mumbled sound because she's wrapped in bandages and stuff like that. So those are some things that you might not understand why you're getting certain types of voices the way they come out. But they're all shitty voices anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So let's get back to where we left off. I believe where we left off, we're going back in time, learning a little bit about Madman's history, how he was born, how he was brought to be, 
how he learned his abilities and powers and stuff like that. So we're going to get right back into that. Let's see. Your mind was a clean slate when I gave you life. Incredibly, within two weeks, you reached a university-level intelligence. A is for Apple. <laughs> I gave you the name Frank Einstein after my artistic and intellectual heroes, Frank Sinatra and Albert Einstein. I'm afraid that's the only name I can give you. There was no identification on your body when you were brought to me. Within a month, it was clear that you had developed a certain psychic ability. At given times, you could touch an individual and read their thoughts, sense their emotions, see their futures. Incredible. Nyak, you feel great pain from the death of your wife. As Madman touches Dr. Flem's hands. I helped you set up a business in this building and keep close track of your social interactions. Yet it became clear that you felt insecure about your appearance. You pulled out your input receivers before they had a chance to completely heal and dissolve. So those were the, like Frankenstein electrodes sticking out of his neck. He yanks those out of his body early. They would have finished doing their purpose and dissolved if he would have just left them alone. But he sees a pretty little girl and gets all excited and heart goes thumpity thump thump. And he's like, oh, I'm ugly. I gotta, I just can't stand being this type of thing. I can't socialize, interact with others. And he just tries to fit in better. Gets frustrated with the way he looks and stuff like that. So, as we all would. You're all stitched up and put together piece by piece. But you regressed terribly. I had to bring you back to my home lab for some intensive self-esteem therapy. Do you know what I'll be able to achieve with eternal life? The world will be at my fingertips. I should tell you that it was in this time period that I began to realize that Dr. Flem's concerns about Mr. Mondstadt were justified. Mondstadt, being the evil person he is, just trying to benefit from other people's scientific experience, experiments and He's got lots of flunkies with him along the way, too. That they should have known that he was not a good person right from the bat. But the ease of Mondstadt's money had brought to my research 
the ease Mondstadt's money had brought to my research had clearly seduced me. The joy I received from watching your progress brought my ethics back into focus. This is when we discovered your first memory of your previous life. It seems you recalled your father coming home from work, giving you a stack of comics featuring the hero, Mr. Excitement. The memory and your identification with the character seem to be such a positive step towards your recovery. I allowed you to turn a lab suit into a costume of your hero. When you wore wore it, you were the model of self-esteem and confidence. Hello, neighbor. Hello. The time came for you to start back into your own life. I would take an office near yours to continue my research independently from Mondstadt. I phoned Mondstadt and told him I would gladly pay him back the funding he supplied for my research and that I would be picking up my journals. Listen, you filthy, disgusting pile of festering bacteria. I'm through with you. I refuse to continue having anything to do with your vile, evil ways. He wasn't pleased with my request. You're a dead man. And that's when Dr. Flem gets hit by a car. Killed. Frank finds him. It was too much, too soon, and I was careless. The shock was more than you, you were prepared for. Try looking at your face in the mirror. Look what you've achieved. Look at all the good you've done. You should be very proud of yourself. The pieces are all starting to come together. Of course. That's it. Yes. That's when I started writing her. Yes, that's when I started writing in my journal. I had hoped that by keeping track of my thoughts that I could figure out who I was and what was happening. Actually, that would have been Madman saying that, not Dr. Flem. I'm assuming. Madman would have probably started a journal keeping track of his things, but Dr. Flem's the one with the journals, so I'm thinking that he was doing that, but I'm not sure. But thought-wise, I'd say that was probably probably Madman talking about that stuff, but oh well. (laughs) But I still don't know who I really am. And Mondstadt still has Dr. Biofard's journals. I've got to get the journals from Mondstadt. Wait, Frank, 
let's take think this through. You found Dr. Flem. You must have at least secured the third journal. You must have found Gillespie's address in the third journal. It's the only place I wrote it down. Think. Well, yes. I tried to destroy all your journals like you told me to, but... But what? But what, Frank? Monstat surprised me, stopped me. And Arnie, that little weasel, Arnie, I didn't get the chance to burn the journals. But I did take the third one with me. It went into the sewer. The third journal went into the sewer. Everything is fine then. All of the essential keys to my research are contained in volume three. The other volumes are useless to Mondstadt. Can you be so sure, Egon? Mondstadt is not about to give up on such an obsessive ambition as immortality. I have to try to get the other journals, other volumes. Then we can all rest easy. Just please be careful. If it's easier to destroy them than to bring them back, do so. They're worthless compared to your value of your own life. You can count on me. So he's going off to get himself in trouble, try and find the the other journals and the one that he lost in the sewer. So see what happens. See if he can get any luck. See if he can figure out that Joe took the other journal. But uh oh, oh, old spice. Ah, shoo. Ah, shoo. <laughs> you, Mr. Mindset said you'd be coming back. I'm ready for you this time, you freak. You, Welcher. What you gonna do now, sucker? I'll kill you. As he pounces after the little douchebag who's got, well, hell, he's got a machine gun and a Uzi, and he still can't hit shit. <laughs> I gave you a chance. You swore you'd leave town. I trusted you. You promised. As he stabs him with the machine gun rifle, rips his heart out. And jumps up and down on his heart, squishing it on the floor. Oh, dear Lord. Dear Lord. What have I done? What's wrong with me? Don't move. Don't you even twitch. As a certain 
person with an eye patch holds a Uzi to Madman, the back of Madman's head. What's wrong with you? There's too much wrong with you to list, you costumed sicko pervert. Now lay down on your belly and put your hands behind your back. Go ahead. Try something. I'm just itching for an excuse to pump your brains through the floor. Do you have any idea what it feels like to have your eye ripped out of your head? It's more pain than you can imagine. Well, I'm going to let you experience that kind of pain. That and more. You'll be begging to die, pal. When Mr. Monstat's through with you, he says I can do anything I want with you. Oh, by the way, we have a little surprise for you. Does name Joe ring a bell? Yeah, boss. I was just about to call you. We got him. I suppose the telephone was ringing just before he grabbed it. I suppose I could have put the bring-bring in there. <laughs> he's basically talking to Monstate on the phone right now. He's all strapped up, and I'm ready for delivery. I'm afraid he took out Arnie, though. Sure, Mr. Monstat, on your way. Jake isn't that guy that wasted Polly. You just killed Arnie, too. Tore him to pieces. Or no, yep. <laughs> okay, let's redo that page. <laughs> We're all over the place. Too many characters, too many voices I'm trying to bounce around my head. It's just going all over the place. Sorry about that. But at least if you got the book, then you know what's going on. <laughs> Otherwise, you're screwed. This has probably got you all over the place. Jake isn't the guy that wasted Polly. Yep. Just killed Arnie, too. Tore him to pieces. Wait till Mr. Monstat gets a hold of him. Probably twist his head off. Buzz him. Lars, let him know we're coming up. Time's about to come to an end for you. And it sure flies when you're having fun. Top floor, lingerie, and formaldehyde. Would you please shut up? You might try to be a bit more polite. Everybody out. Joel. Welcome, welcome. Frank. <laughs> Frank, is that your name? Frankie Pooh. Is that your boyfriend? I have foils that are more attractive than him. Jake, spare us and put that mask back over his hideous face. Don't listen to them, Frank. Think you're beautiful. <laughs> Honest? Gee whiz, I think you're beautiful too. Put a cork in it. You're making me sick. 
Strap him to the back of her chair. We'll be kind and let these two lovebirds cuddle a little. You both touched me, so I tell you what. You tell me what I want to know, and I'll let you both go. But Mr. Mondstadt, you said that I... Shut up, Jake. Go stand over there. I have all of Biofarge's journals, including the one you made off with, thanks to your lovely friend, Joe. But it seems you have managed to tear out a page or two. I need the information you took from the third volume. Give it to me. I'll have what I want, and I'll be happy to let you two go without a scratch. You've already scratched us both a few times. How could I ever trust you? You have no choice. If you don't tell me what I need to know, I'll slit your pretty girlfriend's throat. Then Jake can torture the information out of you. Look what I found sneaking outside. Dr. Flem. And the formerly deceased Biofard. It seems your research is a roaring success. I guess we don't need our masked friend after all. Damn it, I did screw up the doctors. I always screw up the doctors. I just don't know why my brain just won't. Put those in the place correctly. It would have been easier if they just did the Frankenstein way and just had one freaking doctor instead of two. <laughs> we have to go with two people. Keep confusing me. Well, come on in. Everyone is welcome, as you can see. I've been busy with my investment. <clears throat> You've arrived just in time to ensure my success. According to hired experts, a lot of this paraphernalia is unnecessary. It seems I shouldn't have had them. Follow your journals chronologically. And he's got some weird needle injector tool and he's loading it up with some type of formula and he's going over to stick it in the Joe's eye. Now you'll tell me exactly how this works or this girl dies or the girl dies. I'll pay the devil, Monstat. Two drops of vanilla extract. And the formula is complete. An injection into the heart every two years will sustain your life indefinitely. Now let us all go. And to bring life from death, Phlegm. Simply a jolt with the brain probe during the injection. Now we'll let you... Will you let us go? Certainly. As soon as you restored the young lady's life. Kill her, Lars. Yes, Mr. Monstant. Duck, Joe, and hang on. He's getting loose. Stay down. Shoot him. Or stay down. Shoot him. 
He's too fast. Out of my way. Get to the helipad. Yow. We see Madman toss some type of piece of glass. Gets the one one-eyed character in the hand. He drops a Zuzi. Goes running upstairs after Mondstadt to try and escape. Grab his gun. They're getting away. And Dr. Flem grabs the Uzi. Just pulling the trigger, unloading the bullets. Man Man goes running upstairs after him. They've locked the door. I can't get through. I have your yo-yo if it helps. If that helps. I've got to get to the roof. Frank, no, you'll get killed. They have to be stopped. Don't worry, I'll be fine. Please, don't do anything stupid. Be careful, son. Not to fear. Why don't you try the other stairs? I'll be swell. I think you're astoundingly heroic. Helicopters fired up. Starting to take lift off. Madman does his little yo-yo Batman battering style trick. Climbs up the side of the building. Goes running off after the copter. He's coming. Get the pistol from the map box. He flings his yo-yo up to the skis of the helicopter. Grabs hold of the helicopter and goes flying along with it. Dangling behind on his yo-yo string. He's latched on. Lock the doors. Lock the doors. He starts shooting through some holes in the window of the doors. Pull up, pull up, you idiot. Just about to hit a building. Pulls up into a perfect 90 degree up turn up alongside a building, which would pretty much make the helicopter stall and go falling to the ground usually. But Whew. Whew. I can't fly and watch for that nut. Kill him before he kills us. But boss, shut up. We'll desert him. Where are the parachutes? Are they still here or in the plane? They're right here, Mr. Monstat, in the back. Climb. Take it way up. And they go way up into the sky, climbing and climbing with the helicopter. There he is. Blast him. Did you get him? Is he gone? Did he fall? Where is he? First you see Madman slam against the front windshields of the helicopter. Then they shoot at Madman. Madman goes falling. They're looking for him. All of a sudden Madman pops up in the driver's side of the helicopter window on Monstat's side. And he's fighting. Trying to open the door. <clears throat> Just yank it on it. Trying to break it open. 
I got mine. As old one eye grabs his parachute. Wait, fasten mine. Fasten mine. It's Monstats locked on him. What the shoot? As Madman rips the door off. I am astoundingly heroic. <laughs> Missed again. He ducked underneath. Give me that. I'll just do it all myself. Let's go. <laughs> For some reason. Oh, I see what he did. Okay, I'm like, why is he shooting the gun into the front of the helicopter? Which makes no sense, but he's shot the helicopter, so Madman couldn't use the helicopter, and they jump out the helicopter. Dirty trick. As they leave Madman stuck in the helicopter as they jump out with their parachutes. Let's see where we're sitting here. Well, I think we're going to leave them hanging in the sky right there. And we're going to end it today as Monstat is and his little one-eyed flunky are jumping out of the parachute, falling hopefully to their deaths. And Madman stuck without a parachute and stuck in the helicopter. But I do have one more little fun little segment coming up. And we will get to that right after this. Okay, we're back. We had our madman reading. Now we're gonna go a little deeper into some more all red stuff that I came across. Finally dug out of my piles. Sat there and started to read. It's a run I have yet to read the whole run. I'm just seeing these little parts of it here and there. But it's called Ecstatics. Ecstatic. X-S-T-A-T-I-X by Marvel Comics. The Milligan in all red. The ones I'm going to talk about today are number four, six, and seven. Like I said, I just got got my hands on a few and just trying to figure figure out what this is all about. Learn about it. See if I like it because there's a new run coming out called Excellence, I believe. That's starting up here in a couple months that we have pre-ordered. That's basically running off the ecstatics, I, I assume. Oh, yeah, a lot of fun characters in here, including Dupe. That's party ecstatics. And there's some type of zombie thing going on. And it's we're jumping in in the middle of all this stuff. So this was from 2002. This run came out. While this is all going on, we're seeing a lot of confusions between certain characters, characters that are I got one character who's got words and types of, I don't know, scripture, uh, alien markings and stuff just appearing in red ink all over his chest. <laughs> we got one lady that has 
arms that aren't connected to her shoulders. They have some type of weird, weird genetic structure of bubbles that are kind of holding her together. I don't understand all the things about all these characters. It's lots of things to that I got to figure out. There's one character that's. Uh, A blistered up bug looking character. And he's got all kinds of issues going on trying to get some Edie character back. And he's having a mental breakdown, basically. And we get to see what happens with him along the way. And we get to see this new character that's appearing along the way also. We also have this kid that's got a pretty messed up face himself. That's kind of part of everything that's going on. And the zombies just keep coming and coming. And... The characters kind of fight together to deal with them while they're trying to fight off their own issues along the way. But it is fun. We got a blob type character, a werewolf type character. The werewolf character is called White Boy. The, uh, I forget the blob type characters. name we got this there's a speed character there's a lady with that's a attorney that also has like vampiric type wings that appear every now and then as she flies around the city but oh yeah the one bug-headed, pimply character, he used to be called Mr. Sensitive. And it just... Something happened to this E girl, and he is just obsessed with trying to get this figured out. So I do need to get some of the earlier issues to get that backstory so I can understand it more. Uh... check out we had number six and seven where this is runs called the moons of venus and it's like watching the drawings and stuff in here you kind of get like a 2d and 3d drawing styles uh it jumps around a little bit between that structure I was instantly thinking there could be lots of lawsuits because there's a Xavier character in here. But then I'm like, yeah, it is, is Marvel, so it must be the actual Professor Xavier that we know. There's one scientist guy in here that looks a lot like Brian Posehn. <laughs> that cracks me up. But he's working on some type of giant experiment 
I'm thinking he's working with Professor Xavier. They are together a, a lot. So they must have some type of connection. But I'm not really sure. Now we got a girl that's in a suit that apparently holds her inner body together. She's not really a body, she feels like. She could ex she's like a atomic explosion ready to go off or something like that inside her suit. We don't really know what's all happening with that, but at the same time we got our Mr. Sensitive Guy, also named Good Guy or Guy, or but he's trying to decide whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy, and all of a sudden a bunch of suits go disappearing that Professor Xavier had made up and for, I'm assuming, for a variety of different characters down the road. And this new bad guy character basically combined a bunch of the suits and turned them into a uniquely powerful being. And we get to see the ecstatic crew try and fight through this character's issues. Stop them. Save them if they can. Uh, try and figure out if it's their friend gone bad or what's going on with them. Why these issues are happening to this character. And they're trying to bring him back. Not allowing him to be such an evil being. At the same time, I got another storyline going on with the Batwing chick and this character with the writing on his body and... I assume that's going to go deeper into the storyline in future episodes, but a lot of it isn't explained to me in these few things. And of course, dupe keeps popping up, but I can't read dupe. Well, actually, yeah, I can. Someone, somebody sent me the dupe descrambler from our club. Because or he sent me that. Did I not print it out? <laughs> I'm gonna have to look today in my messages. Check for that. But yeah, there is a dupe dupe reader descrambler thing so you could understand dupe's language that I recently learned about. So I'll have to get that so when I do a reread, once I get all these issues, I can do a reread and sit there and see what Dupe is saying along the way. But I am enjoying this. It's kind of weird because I'm reading it, not thinking Marvel, because I'm just, I personally think with anything all read that I just feel it should all be, all red should have their own comic universe. <laughs> uh, it should be all based around there, but look, this is Marvel, whereas the Mad Manaverse library is from Dark Horse Comics. 
So when I did read it, I wasn't thinking about the Marvel aspect, and I'm just instantly thinking lawsuits every time I see different likeness issues. Likeness, I'm thinking likeness rights big time. Uh, but I do like that the one character looks like Brian Pazane, and I've noticed that with other all red characters in the past, you get you get representation of people that you. You know from the characters' looks, which is the way I'd do it. I mean, I'd have likeness rights lawsuits all the time if I was drawing shit because I'd be going off different people's structural looks just to give my characters different, a variety of different looks to them. Otherwise, my characters would probably look all the same. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with these three issues of Ecstatics. I got a few more sitting in the pile that I'll read for next week, probably. Get a little deeper into the story. I'm not sure how long, how many issues total there were for the Ecstatics run. I know I could just type it in my computer right now and give you that answer, but you can do it too. Your fingers aren't broken. If they are, sorry, but use your toes. <laughs> uh, other than that I can't think of any other all red stuff that I've had happen recently so I am going to end this let's see I'm going to end this Actually, with a little, I was going to do a little Sunday comics, because I did finally pick up comics, the newspaper yesterday, for the first time in a long time. But instead, I'm going to talk a little bit about another artist that I really love and enjoy. From Oh Yeah Comics, we have Art Baltazar. We have Art and Franco, are part of Oh Yeah Comics group. Great guys, they have tons of great characters. But I just recently got a hold of the first three Gilbert issues and read those. I had I talked about the first one a while back, but this gave me a chance to get caught up and get the next two issues in, and then I'll sit there and I'm looking forward for the fourth issue because the fourth issue is the Island of Orange Turtles one that I've been waiting on for a while. But it's a lot of fun because you get this little Gilbert the Little Merman character. This is great, wonderful reading. If you have kids, get them into Oh Yeah Comics. Art and Franco have tons of different comics out there with Lots of fun characters. They also do uh, work with other publishers, such as the DC Super Pets and stuff like that. But uh, Gilbert the Little Merman, a little merman prince that basically is just exploring the ocean, having fun, has his little anemone. Uh, girlfriend 
that hangs out with them. He's got his little orange turtle buddy that hangs out with them. And he just, he finds all kinds of things to keep him active and busy. In the first issue, they find a message in a bottle. And they go searching to find out more about this message. At the same time, Ma and Pa, Merman, uh, the king and queen, end up getting a little a little present from the sky, a little alien, octopus-type character. But before all this, we have uh, stuff going on with fiery asteroids that are falling to Earth. And they're landing in the ocean and causing some problems. And we get to see how the mer people deal with it along the way. And then the little, a bunch of little fiery creatures appear and want to destroy things. Uh, we get an alien teak character that becomes part of the crew uh, with amphibian and Gilbert and Turtle. That makes the crew a little even more fun. Uh, we also got another jelly type character that's part of the group that can kind of transform them around. But you gotta watch out for the little fire fire characters. Creeple is the name of the one that's kinda like a jelly character that they hang out in. Uh but you gotta watch out for all these fiery asteroids come from the ground. And, but they're a little pink new family member that came from the sky helps them out along the way and you get to see what happens with all that. And that's a lot of fun. These are great reads for nighttime reading stuff for you to do with your kids. If you want, they're nice, quick, short reads. In the second one, Gilbert gets w woken up because it's everything day. And you got to get up early on everything day because you got to wake Pearl and then do what you're told and get your agenda and follow it. And anybody that comes out for anything day has to keep waking Pearl and Pearl keeps going back to sleep. And <laughs> They get to meet some humans along the way, some, some kind of humans. It's... They're basically caught, they call them mostly human. <laughs> they have a castle that had a bunch of bottles with notes in it that ended up getting in the ocean. They followed it all the way to the castle, and that's how they learned about that. But it's fun watching them deal with these, like you would think evil scientists making different creatures and all that. But they're just a fun group of non humans. Are almost humans, I should say. And they have anything day, whereas 
the people in the water have everything day, the people outside the water have anything day, and the two days kind of collide all together. And there's supposedly some mysterious monster that's going to appear after it being the anniversary of the everything day and the anything day, and the character is supposed to appear, and we get to see what happens when they the pair the character does show up and then the third one we get the little flaming hot guys again we get a bunch of flaming characters that come out of a volcano and they want to they start turning the ocean red and want to take over everything and it's like actually i can give you guys guys and gals a little depiction of gilbert from the back of this what lies beneath the first one it all begins with a message in a bottle it's discovered by a little sea creature called gilbert the son of king nauticus ruler of the seven seas before gilbert's mom can figure out what the message means he's distracted by a cute little mermaid named amphibian gilbert along with his friend sherbert that's the turtle follow Anne off into the unknown parts of the ocean and discover a whole new world and what appears to be a never-ending party. Meanwhile, aliens invade Earth. And then they give you the thing about Gilbert. Gilbert is the latest comics creation from super-famous, best-selling, and award-winning cartoonist Art Balthazar. Art is known for being the creative force behind Itty Bitty Hellboy, Tiny, Tiny Titans, and more. He's also the co-creator of the Oh Yeah Comics series, Action Cat and Adventure Bug, which is a really fun series to get you and your kids into also. And the second one, the synopsis for that one is, Gilbert is a little merman prince, son of King Nauticus, the ruler of the seven seas. Gilbert has a really big little sister named Matilda, who can't comes from the aquatic part of outer space. A mermaid friend named Amphibian and a little turtle best buddy named Sherbert. Today is a big day for Gilbert and friends. It's everything day. And anything can happen on everything day. And if the prophecy is true, the Gogo Giganta fish could awaken and wreak havoc and destruction for all who make eye contact. It's like never look a Gogu Giganta fish in the eyes. Otherwise, it'll never go away. Gilbert goes to the surface to meet some mostly humans who are having a haunting time celebrating their anything day. And everything can happen on anything day. This will be a day to remember for Gilbert and his friends. It's like, then the synopsis for the third one is something fishy is going on. The Pyrachians, those fiery little invaders from outer space, are back. And they're planning something seriously strange. And what exactly are they doing with the undersea volcano? It is up to the little merman, young Prince Gilbert, to figure out what those pesky Pyrachians are really up to. But he's gone. 
with his best bud, Sherbert, to a strange, mysterious place in the ocean called Fiblothian to meet with Amphibian and her fam oops family. Gilbert meets the Fibian father, Phineas, Fibster, Finny, Phil, Philu, Fibling, Filbert, Fred, Fernando, and the rest of the clan. <laughs> Has to go meet the girlfriend's family. Uh-oh. I see mer marriage in the future. But yeah, check it out. Oh yeah, comics. Art Baltazar. Love the guy. He has tons of great YouTube videos. He's an awesome artist. You can get commissions done by him, whatever. But eh, I figured that would be a fun little thing to add on here. Something that's family friendly. You don't really get that from the All Reds readings. So this way you get a little, little something something that you can share with family. Get the kids addicted to comics. Get them started at a young age. With the Oh Yeah comics. Action Cat's a fun one to jump on. You can get plushies and stuff like that. Lots of great little things you can add on. To make yourself. Enjoy comics with your family. But. That's it for today. That's our Mad Manapod podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. I know the voices were all over the place today. I don't know. I'll get them figured out eventually. Maybe eventually I'll just combine Dr. Flem and Dr. Biofard myself and make them one scientist. <laughs> but yeah. It'll get back to you. Same Madman time. Same Madman channel. Same Madman day. Every Monday. We'll talk to you again. Stay Ginchy. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Give a smile on your face. Even if you're pissed off, just smile and laugh. It really confuses the shit out of everybody else. <laughs> and we will talk to you again later. Sometime soon. <laughs>